0: Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now.
1: On this episode of Big Boys Don't Cry, we discuss the film Bones and All. You don't have to have seen the film to enjoy the podcast, but if you do listen without having seen it, just be aware there may be spoilers. Enjoy. There, good evening. I've got a bone to pick with you.
0: (laughs) Well, it's good that we can meet under these circumstances
1: (laughs) on on Google Meet. (laughs) This episode is not sponsored by Google, no,
0: Google can piss off
1: unless, (laughs) yeah. What's the opposite of sponsorship where you just like go on a go <laughs> have you go on your show and be like I'll never ever use this this company's product ever and I want everyone to not use it?
0: Well, depending <laughs> on how bad you go, it's called committing slander, I believe.
1: Libel, yeah.
0: Would it be is slander <laughs> in press and libel in um, in spoken terms? Which way around is it?
1: No, it's the other way around, isn't it? I don't know.
0: So by me saying committing slander then it would be accurate.
1: Welcome to the Legal Advice Podcast.
0: <laughs> Big boys do legal.
1: That'd be the, that's like a fun concept for a podcast, isn't it? Where it's all like guys who know nothing about a thing do a thing, like that um that TV show with Ramesh Ranganathan and Rob Beckett where they do they go to <laughs> they go like we're going to pretend to be Olympic athletes now. We could do that but for like really bad legal advice. i Wonder yeah, how long we we'd last.
0: Could, we could be the opposite of the A Lab podcast. Do you know the A Lab podcast? No, what's that? They've not done an episode in forever, but um basically a bunch of lawyers get together and go through awful polit- uh, awful political legal stuff generally. Um but uh yeah, it's it's fab. I highly recommend giving it a listen.
1: That sounds um, a bit too highbrow for me.
0: No, it's very, very funny and crude, actually. Oh, good.
1: But do they actually, like, say who's in the right or who's in the wrong, or, like, give their legal interpretation of stuff, or do they just be like, this is a big old mess?
0: Uh, Generally, they look at things that are a big old mess already, so uh, mainly that one. Cool. You don't learn much, apart from that there's some awful people in the
1: world. That's good, because I hate learning. I never (laughs) want to learn anything.
0: Learning is for suckers.
1: Yeah, learning is for nerds. Like my son who goes to school. We picked him up today and he said, I don't like going to, I don't like school. It was the first time he said, I don't like school. We nearly got through half a term of him. And then (laughs) it's because you have to learn the letters. And I was like, you actually already know all your letters and you're really good at it. And also like, if you don't learn to read, you can't, we won't be able to do anything. And he was like,
0: okay. So he decided briefly that he, he wasn't fussed about
1: school then. No, cuz he hates learning as well and so do I. So, yeah. <laughs> he's got he's on the right path.
0: Learning is for fools. Yep. The the true intelligent people live in ignorance. Like
1: the famous sh- song on the TV show. Why do only fools and horses learn?
0: <laughs> that's the one. <laughs> Why do I always have to learn?
1: <laughs> yeah, that's
0: right. We're dropping Travis on the Travis. timeline.
1: Very famous band, Travis.
0: They did two albums back to back called Rock and Roll. And Is that right? And they have the worst cover art I've ever seen. It's truly, I'm genuinely impressed. It's up there with Hurley. Like, did they release them on the same day? No, no. I think one one year after another. Okay. So, that, so I
1: still feel like that's kind of a baller move. When yeah, you're yeah. Like a, quite a soft sounding band like they are.
0: Yeah, no, I I, I respect it. I also respect the truly awful album art. So Travis is rock.
1: I'm typing in Travis rock, which sounds (laughs) like it sounds like some kind of wrestler. (laughs) I'm Travis rock.
0: It's just a rock with the word (laughs) rock. (laughs) That is awful. And then Travis roll um, is uh, is a is a roll. Travis roll album art. It's a it's a it's a bap. Like
1: a, a bap. I'm not getting this. I'm getting Travis Scott album covers. Oh no! My like, Google obviously <laughs> thinks I'm really current, and I I could not sing you one. Do you do you reckon that that Scott has song. that
0: has ruined the SEO of of Scottish band Travis? Probably, that yeah. Other people called Travis have come along.
1: Yeah, because
0: if you search Travis new single,
1: Travis Bickle, the famous taxi driver, has probably ruined his <laughs> SEO as well. He's not getting much big much business these days.
0: Yeah, so I I searched Travis' new single on Google, and it's come up with a mixture of Travis and Travis Scott. Although all of the videos that it's pushed to me are Travis Scott songs.
1: I put Travis roll album art, and it's given me a bunch of Travis Scott stuff.
0: Because <laughs> he loves he loves a roll. He does. i a sausage roll.
1: No, no, he 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 likes a roll like a, as in a bat. He likes ham, cheese, and pickle. That's what I've heard
0: uh pickles are wrong, actually.
1: Branson pickle, you're not a fan.
0: No, it can piss off. <laughs> awful stuff. <laughs>
1: I love it. I lo- Generally,
0: anything with pickle in the name, pickle lily again, awful. Yeah,
1: pickle lily is very bad. What about pickled onions?
0: Pickled onions, terrible. Pickled eggs. Pickled eggs, terrible. Pickle Rick. <laughs> the funniest thing I've ever seen. Funniest
1: shit I've seen. <laughs> See, I got you there, haven't I?
0: <laughs> I also don't like pickles. The um, the the dill pickle, or pickle in a burger. In a, yeah, or pickles in a burger. Awful, awful stuff.
1: See, I used to hate pickles in my Mac- McDonald's big Big Mac, and now I like them.
0: It's because you got old, Paddy.
1: That's what is that? What happens when you get old? Yeah. You just become a pickle.
0: The moment that you start liking pickles, it means that you're deteriorating. Yeah. <laughs> it's oh, I see you it's a sign of me.
1: It is, it is literally just a roll with a roll on it. That is so bad it's good though. That, yeah, exactly. That is just like the yeah, most low great. effort. It's even like a low res picture. That's even yeah, like. Oh, and this is recent as well.
0: Yeah, so this was. I this didn't even know they is... were still going. Yeah, they're going around. I them. I have a confession to make. I don't mind Travis. Yeah, nothing wrong with Travis. Absolutely nothing wrong with them. Obviously what was it the uh the man who was the man who breakthrough which i think
1: is kind of a rubbish title but that also it, kind of works <laughs>
0: um yeah and there's a thoroughly fine album that what what's that kind of clean cut british indie used to sound like before coldplay yes i think is the way to describe it because and then Coldplay came along and everyone then sounded like Coldplay.
1: They're like, We want to make this sound big and big and big. And Travis never really did that, did they? They were just like, We're still we're still the nice boys making soft, lovely songs. Yeah. yeah and they, driftwood floating on what I like that one.
0: Yeah, and they did um that song from the second album, what was it called? <laughs> um
1: Flowers in the Window.
0: They did Sing and Side. They were both quite big, weren't they? Yeah. Um, yeah, they're thoroughly, a thoroughly pleasant band of Scottish fellas.
1: Good for them. And that can provide my segue because I was going to talk about awful band names. <laughs> Speaking of some fine young cannibals who are in this week's this week's film, that's got to be one of the worst band names of all time, sure. I
0: quite like fine young cannibals. But
1: fine it, young cannibals. But it
0: shouldn't be the name of a band like <laughs> fine young cannibals. It, that should be yeah. the name of like a punk band. Mm-hmm. Whereas Fine Young Cannibals are just kind of pop- poppy, pappy, happy stuff.
1: It makes a mockery of cannibalism for the bands that take it seriously, like <laughs> Cannibal Corpse.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but like Fine Young Cannibals has like a um, has like a cheeky quality, so it wouldn't fit for a, a metal band. No, like no, Cannibal Corpse, for instance, <laughs> but uh, which is it- itself, sorry. Metalheads is a bad, bad name. Yeah, is it the it's corpse great, of a it? cannibal? Is it a, a a corpse which is now a cannibal? Is it a corpse which has been cannibalised? In which case, why would it not be cannibalised corpse?
1: See, th- this is the Devil Driver problem. Then they never <laughs> replied to our tweet. By the way, did they not? Devil Driver is it. Is it the devil being driven by someone? (laughs) Is the devil driving the vehicle? Yeah. Now I always assumed with Cannibal Corpse that it was the corpse of a cannibal.
0: But then it would be cannibals. Which is what you have at the end of Cannibal Corpse. General.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Spiders Men. (laughs) But (laughs) the. Yeah, you're right. That's even worse. Hi, we're Cannibal's
0: Corpse. (laughs) I'm going to start a band called Cannibal's (laughs) Corpse.
1: See how far you get. I reckon they'd let it happen because they're very nice guys.
0: Do you, do you? Well, yeah, they're clearly really nice guys. Do you reckon you could start a band called Attorneys General?
1: Yeah,
0: I'm going to start a band called Attorneys General.
1: That's that's one of the awful band names you'd have now because all the good band <laughs> names are taken.
0: Catfish and the Attorneys General. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, not the Attorneys General, just Attorneys General. Attorneys. That probably is some terrible like oh, do you, do you, dance band do out you there. Do you
0: reckon there's some upper middle class jeb end band called the Magna Carters to make fun of the fact that you shouldn't call it the Magna Carta? No,
1: <laughs> yeah, that's the kind, that's a good joke. That's the kind of thing we would do. <laughs>
0: Right, okay, we're going to start a mid-2000s era indie We're going to go back in time. The Magna Carters. We'll be wearing those stupid pork pie hats, singing like, <laughs> Oh, 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 oh. Dude, I'm in a band. I'm in the band to pick up the women that I'll treat really badly. <laughs> but it's okay, because I'm wearing skinny jeans.
1: Catch us on tour with The View or someone like that.
0: With, uh... What other awful bands are around in that era? Too many. It was a terrible era for music. I'm still bitter. Right. We will talk about this week's film at some point. (laughs) I'm still bitter. We'll get to
1: the cannibals. Everyone who's listening for the cannibal content is coming. Don't worry.
0: Don't worry. We're going to talk about the lovely cannibals. Um, I'm still bitter about the fact that we had divergent paths in the early 2000s in the British music scene. Me and you? No, in general, not, not, not you and me. Um, we, There was two paths we could have gone down. One of which was those really interesting British post-hardcore bands. People like Hundred Reasons, Hell is for Heroes. Hell is for heroes. All of From those me, really interesting bands that started doing really interesting harder rock music. And then on the other side, you had Pork Pie Hat wearing Indie Dicks. And the music industry chose one of those paths to go down.
1: Yeah, because a lot of those bands, like 100 Reasons and Hell is for Heroes, had really big first albums and then were struggling with the follow-ups, not because those albums weren't good, but because the industry wasn't behind the
0: it. The industry stopped promoting them, they stopped supporting them, and they went down the skinny-jean-dickhead route instead. And I always think to myself, well, what would the UK music scene have been like if we went down the road with the people who didn't have as many connections who genuinely had like a groundswell of real life support behind them and gave them the support they needed to really push the envelope in terms of hard british rock music and instead we got fucking what are they called um, hooplers the hooplers that's the, not, kooks. the kooks the, <laughs> hooplers. the hooplers knee
1: deep in the hooplers that's, okay
0: that's our that's <laughs> our that's our idiot hooplers. 2000s indie band <laughs> that's a, actually
1: perfect that actually no, sounds like that kind hooplers. of we're the hooplers
0: right so we're the hooplers oh oh uh, oh oh oh
1: Oh, oh oh oh
0: oh oh oh! My dad is an investment oh, oh, banker. Oh, oh. I wish <laughs> you wouldn't call him a wanker just because he drives a Jaguar. <laughs>
1: That's good.
0: <laughs> Please take that out and and make a little song out of it.
1: Yeah, no, no, I've, I've got the riff down already. Don't <laughs> worry, it's good. It's, it's going to happen. The Hooplers. we are the Hooplers. But I, I still listen to Hundred Reasons as ideas above our station quite regularly, and some of their other stuff. But that first album is gold. And it is very, very good.
0: Their cover version of The Smiths is better than the original. Do you remember is when it, they did? Was it how soon is now? Yeah. Do you remember that yeah, cover? Yeah. So good. Like that's that's a Smiths. I'm not a huge Smiths fan, but that's a song I really like. But their cover, oh, beautiful, beautiful stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I sometimes wonder, you know, what would the UK music scene have been like if we supported people like Hundred Reasons and Hellas for Heroes instead of, or um, your code name is Milo, is another example of the band doing really weird, interesting yeah. stuff. But instead, we got yeah, indie, which which didn't create anything interesting, really. I suppose The Horrors, The Land Horrors did Yeah. The Horrors did some yeah, horrors yeah, great. they did some interesting stuff.
1: A band that actually lived up to their name.
0: Yes, and they've got stranger with time. In fact, I think their best They've now become like an industrial band.
1: Yeah. That's cool.
0: Which is which is really cool. Um but I think their best full album that they ever released was uh V, the last the last full album that they released. I haven't heard it. Um, check it out. Really cool. But then, yeah, since then, they've released a couple of cool EPs that really go down a sort of industrial rock route. It's very interesting stuff.
1: Nice, yeah, a bit like your boys, Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross, just trying to segue back to the film there. Because <laughs> my cannibal <laughs> yeah. joke, my cannibal segue didn't work. So now I've got to try <laughs> and shoot on it <laughs>
0: some other way. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, we can go in with that. So this week's film is Bones and All. And as you mentioned, the music is by Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross of Nine Inch Nails. Um, I really like the score to this, actually. I think it fits really well. Yeah, Um fantastic. I sometimes feel as though, you know me, I'm a big Nine Inch Nails fan, and a big Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross fan. Yeah. Sometimes I feel as though their scores don't quite fit the, the, the films that they're attached to. And sometimes I feel a bit overpowering tonally to the kind of film that they're in. But with Bones and All, I think it really fits very well
1: yeah it's perfect it's really it's not it's not overbearing at any point which is the risky run with that kind of music isn't it
0: yeah it's it sounds a very particular way even when they tweak bits and pieces like the the disney film that they did um soul yeah
1: oh Um, man that is a great film um, have you seen it
0: uh yeah it's a a brilliant movie a brilliant movie um and there they managed to really complement the jazz soundtrack very well It's pretty out there, Soul. I'd like to
1: watch it again, actually. I think it was kind of, it wasn't, it wasn't a flop because Disney, but like, it's. I don't think it did that well, and people don't really talk about it. But it's really, it's a great concept. It's really well executed, and all the kind of fantasy, and sort of fantastical sci-fi elements of it are really, really clever. And it's yeah, it's it's great.
0: Yeah, it won best animated feature at the Oscars. Yes, and it won best original score. I'm not sure how was it released in the in cinemas. No,
1: I think it went straight to Disney Plus because I remember watching it yeah, like yeah. on the day it came onto Disney Plus
0: because it's one of those things that got caught up in COVID, wasn't it?
1: Yes, it was New Year's Eve or New Year's Day it came out. Yeah, yeah and it's remember. a really
0: interesting. It's a really interesting film. I, I really liked it and something very different. A bit like. Um, uh, Brave, for instance, is yeah. one of those films which breaks away from the archetype of what those kind of movies are like, and I think Soul does something similar. Mm-hmm. And so it was really nice to see.
1: Soul didn't have um, the voice of Billy Connolly on it,
0: of course. <laughs> no, it did not. <laughs> Although, imagine him as the lead in in Soul. Just he'd, Billy have, he'd have nailed it, as obviously, the, as the yeah. main character in Soul altogether. <laughs> Um. Yeah. No. But yeah, it's it's a, a great movie. Um, bones and all, slightly less wholesome.
1: Yeah, I'm now <laughs> trying to think if there's a link between has Billy Connolly ever worked with Mark Rylance? But probably not, because he's in this. Mark Shakespeare Wolf Hall Rylance is in this playing a very very creepy old American man.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he steals the show.
1: Yeah. Um. What's his name? Skeeter. M- Gummy Jim.
0: Rita Skeeter.
1: Yeah. Sully. That's it. Sully. You know, just to give all the names that yes. those kind of characters get to, are called.
0: <laughs> yes, Skeeter. Um, so, uh, basically, this movie is about cannibals, as you might have guessed by the amount yeah. that we've talked about. It's there is a cannibal
1: a... road trip.
0: <laughs> oh, it's a cannibal road trip.
1: <laughs> is that the lead single by the, the Hooplas? hooplers?
0: Well uh, no their their first single is Don't Hate Me Because I'm Rich and then their second single was Cannibal Road Trip. Oh
1: and then the third single is I'm in a band.
0: <laughs> Look at that. you have already
1: written We formed a band.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember that song? No. What's that? Um who was it? That's not
1: one of our nonsense songs that no, we No,
0: no, it's a genuine uh it's a genuine song. Um uh by who are they? There's a post it was a post punk band. Um I'm gonna to have to try and find this offline and 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 send it to you because I can't remember it and I can't find it searching <laughs> searching look at us we formed a band. <laughs> Art Brute. Art a Brute,
1: that's yes, pretty. that's right. I do remember. Yeah. Those guys are quite interesting, actually.
0: Yeah, they did a sort of rather than like popping up the post punk of the eighties, they just kind of did a straightforward Art, rocky, post-punky thing. Yeah. Um, but yes. Um, basically, in bones and all, based on a book which I've not read, but now I kind of want to. Yeah. Um, there is like a subculture, a demographic, a hidden demographic in society of people who have to be cannibals in order to sustain themselves.
1: People who have feel a compelling need to eat the flesh of other humans.
0: Yes, and. It's not like a community. These people don't know each other apart from sort of whispers and coming across one another every so often. Um, They're quite dispersed. They live often nomadic lifestyles. Um, And that's kind of like the setting that within society as we know it, there are these cannibals and they can't necessarily control that urge. It's not something that they can really do anything about. But they they have to feed on humans. So enter our main character, Maron who mark um, Marin. <laughs> yes um who is um she goes for like a party a sleepover with some friends and eats one of the fingers <laughs> yeah uh, and that's <laughs> just that's has like a little jump a friend. And, it's, and it's a really incredible <laughs> shocking um shocking moment really isn't it when it happens because up until that point you kind of get this sort of okay maybe feeling slightly like an outsider quality but then all of a sudden she's bitten off someone's finger and suddenly you get thrown into this wider idea of what's happening so her dad moves them away from where they were living and then abandons her basically on her 18th birthday essentially and says you've turned 18 um here's where to find your mother um and you kind of get through snippets what's happened so that she you know she ate a babysitter yeah um they have to move every so often because she gets these compulsions these urges to eat people and now he's just decided now that she's an adult that he's had enough and has has gone off um and so then it becomes this sort of road trip where she goes off she tries to make her way to her mother to try and find answers try and have this connection um she meets sully Who's a lovely fella? <laughs> Very nice old man. Very nice. The man. Talks Definitely like this. not creepy. <laughs> um an amazing performance by Mark Rylance.
1: Yeah. Top, top notch performance. He should win an Oscar for it. Honestly, it's yeah. fantastic.
0: Genuinely incredible. Um, where he explains that actually you can smell other cannibals. Um, he talks about how he keeps like a lock of He's got like the ponytails, the hair of everybody that he's eaten over the years in this huge like rope, which is truly horrifying. Yeah. <laughs> That's so nasty. Um, and clearly Marin gets bad vibes off Sally and runs away, but then runs into our boy. Our our little boy Timothy Chalamet.
1: The main man, who just seems to be popping up everywhere for us, doesn't he?
0: <laughs> he does, he's in everything um and um and yeah he's another he's another one of these uh cannibals you don't initially know that but they make this connection and um and they and he decides all right i'm gonna help you find your mum and they go off on a road trip where they eat people and fall in love that's that's, that's basically it yeah but there's so it. much more
1: to it than that isn't there and yeah, when you, yeah. you talk about the setup of the cannibal thing as it, it takes a while for it all to emerge and it's it's very much from her point of view and sort of her sort of life story isn't it um, yes, th- as yeah. such you don't get the thing about the babysitter like a, a, you know if this was Michael Bay's bones and all, it would start with her horrifyingly <laughs> eating her babysitter at the age of three. You never even see that. But the fact that it's talked about as part of the kind of background detail is almost, it freaked me out more than I think if I if it was actually on screen, if that makes sense. Especially as, as I texted you the other day, my youngest son is really into biting me at the moment. <laughs> so, <laughs> just because he's teething and it's what they do. But it's like, he really does that like vampire thing where he digs his teeth into you. It's, yeah, so uh, genuinely, this film did actually freak me out quite a lot.
0: It's amazing. I I'm, I hope he doesn't turn out to be a cannibal. No, but secretly, I kind of hope he does as well.
1: Cannibal um, or vampire? It's going to be one or the other.
0: <laughs> cannibal vampire.
1: Oh, 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 oh. that's going to be the follow-up to Cannibal Road Trip.
0: Yeah, they're going to do like a sequel song because they've run out of ideas. Yeah, just rehashing <laughs> um, the same idea. Um,
1: but that's the thing. There are. This is almost like, it, it's almost like a YA novel, isn't it? It's like, <clears> like Twilight. It's not, it's nothing like Twilight, obviously, but the, the kernel of it is essentially the same thing, isn't it? Teenagers, in, outsiders falling in love. Can they be together? Can they not? And it's, to put that kind of cannibal spin on it is actually really, really good, I think. And it really, really works.
0: Yeah, I think it's a really powerful connection. Um, and you know a lot of these kind of stories they really do develop from that outsiders finding solidarity um the key example of this of course is the after movies yeah (laughs) which when i opened
1: this up on amazon prime this one's free on amazon prime which is great um it it showed me a trailer for the new after movie so i was like oh i know what we're watching next Uh, (laughs)
0: we've got one more movie to watch before you get to torment me with the next after film yeah and then we um, then
1: then the true horror begins <laughs>
0: um but yeah i think the way that they build this sort of um outsider love between the two of them is really powerful but what i also really love is that they never they never get away from the fact that what they're doing is horrific yeah um so you You've got a few scenes that really bring the horror home. A lot of this movie is very relaxed. It's very introspective. Um, one it's almost criticism, like a mumblecore film. Yeah, cause. one criticism that I would literally throw at it that I texted you was I needed to put on the subtitles to understand what the fuck Timothee Chalamet was saying most of the movie. Because he's just there going... This is a mumble that's fest,
1: that's
0: this film. That's him that's Uh, it throughout this movie (laughs) (laughs) um so i did i did genuinely have to turn on the subtitles i'm sure it would have been fine if i i'd seen it in the cinema which it was only showing for a really limited run um, at my local one so i missed it at the time which i was really pissed off about because i wanted to go and see it um but yeah it is (laughs) it's really mumbly just him he's just so mumbly in this film and i know he mumbles quite a lot anyway that's his sort of vibe um, but this is this is if you want to watch the most Timothée chalamet performance <laughs> this is this is the one this is the most cham- Chalamet of all of them Shyamalan. um but you get these scenes in between those kind of mumblecore romance elements you get these scenes of real horror they run across two other people one of which is a cannibal and one of which is like a cannibal groupie and that scene is so horrible. Played Even by David happens.
1: Gordon Green, the director yes. of Your Highness.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I know. How beautiful is that?
1: It's such a strange connection. Um, <laughs> but he's like, since doing that silly stuff, he's started doing slasher movies, hasn't he?
0: Yeah, he did the Halloween movies, which got progressively worse. Um, I haven't watched the most recent one, but I know that people hated it. Um, and, and he's he just did, done the new Exorcist. <laughs> he's hasn't done he? the new Exorcist, which people also don't seem to like. But those the first Halloween movie that he did was very good, um, and he did um, he's done some episodes of Mythic Quest I think as well, which is the oh um, okay game developer comedy.
1: Yeah, that's right. Um, I haven't seen that. Apparently, it's very good.
0: Which I've heard is very funny, but I'm not paying for Apple TV for God's sake. On top of everything else. I'm not paying for Apple TV for like two shows that I want to watch. I'm sorry. I'm really not. Um but but yeah, it, it's great that he's in this and actually his performance in this is pretty cool as well. Yeah, it's it's um, actually not bad. And it, it that is one of those really it's a really uncomfortable scene and it ends with our two like romantic leads running away in fear from these other two. And it's like there is no community here. Actually, there is this threat from others within that community and their hangers on.
1: Yeah, because Sully, the first time you meet Sully, he's like, the rule is that you never eat an eater. And it's like, okay, fair enough. But then she's still uncomfortable with the whole thing and there's still this tension within her about it. Mm. And that's really good because that's actually realistic, isn't it? It's not just going to be like, so there's all these packs of like roving cannibals who are all fine with it, who just eat people and that's it. And like, that's the threat. The threat actually is more from within, isn't it?
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, there is this, yeah, the the idea that there is any sort of community, you kind of get this unease from Sully in the first place as they're like, well, do we really believe him? And it's very clear that actually there is no such thing as this, that actually it is all separate, that a lot of these people live separate lives and other eaters who come along are a threat, and are threatened by the existence of others, um, which I think is a really interesting way to do it. And it does create this absolute tension that you never know where safety is going to lie. Um, But equally on top of that, like the other other scene that really stuck with me in this film, there's a lot of loving sort of, we're together and we can beat this together, etc. Stuff going on. But the moment where... There is one specific scene where Lee, Timothy Chalamet's character, hunts and he he picks up this guy from a carnival, um, seduces him and then murders him in a cornfield. Yeah. And then the two of them eat him. And it is just horrible. Like truly one of the most horrible scenes I think I've seen in a film. It's not graphic. Not in comparison to a lot of things in horror movies. No,
1: you see a bit of blood and chomping, but it doesn't actually really go for the gore, does
0: it? No, no. And then um, it's revealed that actually this man had a family, and it brings about the realisation that actually there is no, there is no moral way to do this. They can try and dress it up how they like about trying to find people who don't have anyone else or who they find people who are about to die there is yeah. no moral way to live this existence
1: yeah like when she um goes to sully's house he's got some like old woman and he claims that he found her dead or whatever, and it's not true and like yeah but she at least is like really old but yeah this one just feels very very nasty and also it's good because it takes a really really long time until you see Timothy chalamet eat anyone it really builds yes, up to that, actually. Yeah. Up until that point, he's just mumbling around, and you're like, come on, man, just eat someone. You're a cannibal, <laughs> aren't you? You keep saying you are.
0: Prove and it. And then he eventually... Yeah, you, you see him covered in blood pretty early on, where he's picked a fight with a drunk guy in a sh- in a shop, and then he's eaten that guy. But you don't see him do it. And then when you finally do, it's this cold, calculated thing that he is hunting. And it's truly... Yeah, truly nasty. So I was really impressed with the way that it actually, it didn't romanticize the existence of these people in the way that a lesser film probably would have.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's really, really well done. And yeah, all the cannibalism stuff is is genuinely very, very nasty because it's really well spread out and it always comes at the right time in the story. Like she goes to Sully's house and he's like, I've got some hands here. Would you like some hands? (laughs) (laughs) Got these in the freezer. (laughs)
0: yeah yeah it's it's just like jesus christ this is and and sully turns up a couple of times later on in the movie yeah like like that first scene instantly you're like jesus christ this guy is terrifying he turns up again when um when our when our lead when um when maron has decided to split from from lee for a bit she finds her mum without going into spoilers it doesn't go well and well we always do spoilers um, we
1: can we can spoil it
0: i i know but this is i i feel you know it's, it's a relatively small plot point in the grand scheme of things that we don't necessarily need to go into unless we want to talk about that scene in particular so i'll 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 shy away from it for now in case you know people do go into this having not seen it um and um and then they they sort of part ways for a bit um and and sully turns up again and is again creepy and apparently is very kind is like, Come on a little road trip with me, you know. And he's been following her the whole goodbye. time. Yeah. Um, and she says again, No, I don't trust you. And then he just freaks out at her. Um, and you're like, Yeah, this is why she didn't trust you, mate. You are terrifying.
1: Yeah. And at that point, I was like, He's gonna come back and kill them, isn't he? And then that's yeah. obviously what happens.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um and then yeah, right you know, the the final scenes, he comes back again and it's oh again, but it, really creepy and tense.
1: It leaves it's, the perfect amount of time. It's quite a long film, I think. Perhaps longer than it needed to be. But then when you get to the end and it gets to that point you're like, Okay, all of that length is justified because it you enough time has passed in the film that you've forgotten about him almost, and that's what you think is gonna happen. And it's like it's almost like it's gonna be a happy ending. It's like a few months later they've they've moved in together they're living a happy life and that's when he turns up yeah
0: yeah yeah and he turns up again and i think the other thing that really strikes home about this is that it's not supernatural you know these aren't people with super strength they're not vampires they can't fly they don't have any of those special abilities they are just people with a hunger yeah and who are willing to give in to that hunger and so everything that you see happen, it's the calculation of a human mind. And I think that that adds to the creepiness quite significantly too.
1: Absolutely. Everything in that happens in this film is 100% real and 100% plausible. And that's what makes it really freaky.
0: <laughs> yes. Yeah. You know, these are, these are real people. Well, you know, it's not real people doing these things, but it's human beings doing these things. Um, given this, you know, this alternative lifestyle of being a cannibal that they have to fulfill and it's yeah it's it's a really interesting horrible film yeah but at the same time the romance of it is also quite powerful it's an outsider film yeah yeah um and yeah the the romance is believable absolutely they're two two good leads again it builds quite slowly doesn't it yes yeah um and it's yeah it's 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 good it's good, I like it. I liked this film a lot.
1: They get to have a little kiss on a ferris wheel, like normal teenagers, but then you're quickly reminded that they're not normal <laughs> they're teenagers not
0: normal teenagers, yeah um it's yeah it's uh it's impressive, very impressive.
1: It is. I was impressed. I think that's that's the right word. I was impressed. I was compelled I would say, yeah, I'd say I enjoyed it.
0: I think it's this is a movie that I wanted to watch at the time. Was disappointed I didn't, then heard a lot of good things about and thought, oh, well, is it going to be, you know, is it is it going to be like overrated now? But actually, I think it lives up to the expectations given quite nicely.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's a good one.
0: Um, Yeah, I think it is. I think it is a good a good one
1: it's very good I highly recommend it especially Halloween you're looking for something in spooky month that's a little bit different that isn't necessarily yeah as you say doesn't have any supernatural element but is a really really realistic and sort of gut-wrenching and quite nasty in parts horror film you know this is not for the faint of heart but yeah I could could recommend it for sure
0: do you think that Wonka is going to be scarier?
1: (laughs) potentially yeah (laughs) has that not even been and gone? wasn't the picture of him being Willy Wonka a meme like five years ago? Wonka, twenty twenty three film. This is Blimey. It's
0: coming out in it's coming out this Christmas time. Ugh. It's a it's a winter movie. You get to see Hugh Grant as an Loompa. Oh really? Uh, it's awful. I would oh, no. kill him with hammers to quote Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> if you've not seen him as an Loompa yet, I highly recommend you look it up. I mean you will never sleep again, but um
1: I'm not gonna look
0: that up. <laughs> See Timothy Chalamet, right? I don't want to get cancelled by the mob. I like him. But he's not necessarily right for everything. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. He's good in very specific circumstances. I really liked him in this. This is the kind of performance of his that I thought was very good. He's a I young boy.
1: In... This is the thing. He looks very, very <laughs> young. young and, you know, it doesn't matter if he's 50 years old. He looks how he looks and he's too young to play Willy Wonka. <laughs> I'm sorry.
0: Well, he's playing young He's playing young Willy Wonka, isn't
1: he? Oh, right. Is, that, is, it, is it a prequel?
0: It's a prequel. It's how Willy Wonka became Willy Wonka, oh. I think. Isn't
1: it? Oh, yeah. You're right. It's, here, it's, here we are. The story of how Willy Wonka went from a young adult selling chocolate in a small candy store to an eccentric genius known all over the world.
0: Yeah. Yeah, how he enslaved tiny creatures yeah. to do his bidding <laughs> and then eventually would build a death trap for children within his factory. <laughs> I assume is going to be the plot. Um, but like, June, for instance, I'm still in two minds about because I liked him in Dune part one, but I'm not sure if that energy will feed into June part two as well when does
1: dune part two come out is that well, this i think year they pushed
0: well? it back now haven't they so it was meant to be this um this christmas time but now it's going to be early to mid 2024 i think because of the strikes this christmas time we're getting <laughs> june no we're not
1: yeah you're right dune part two 2024
0: disappointed that you didn't start singing about a man flying around with a hover vest <laughs> <laughs> sitting about in in gunk no that i need to re-watch dune part one that's for sting oh.
1: to do <laughs> yeah i'd like to need, rewatch to watch dune part yeah, one i
0: need to rewatch it and now also i need to rewatch the um the david lynch one from the 80s yeah i keep meaning to reread it but it's so long that's going to take you the rest of your such, life <laughs> such a long I've, I've never read any of the dune sequels the first one's good enough for me um because i know that they're massive
1: there are a lot of them I? as well
0: and there's loads of them you know there's only so many hours in a day and you know it took me months to reread neuromancer which is what i've been doing i've finally finished it just chipping away at it here and there because i genuinely don't have time to read i don't know when i'd have time to reread reread june um yeah so the move the movie's gonna have to serve me well but i'm very pleased that christopher walken's going to play the emperor (laughs) that is great which which is great i don't think the emperor even turns up in the book does he
1: i don't know i haven't read it
0: I think he he turns up in the later books, I think, but I don't think he turns up in in the the first June novel. Um. So yeah, I'm intrigued to see what they do with that.
1: No, I'm very much looking
0: forward to it. Yeah, yeah, no, it should be great. Um, but yeah, Timothy Chalamet, I think when he's used effectively, he's really really good, and I think this is an example of it. Um, I hadn't seen anything with Taylor Russell in before, I don't think.
1: No, me neither. And performance is fantastic.
0: Actually, nope. Tell a lie. Just looking, I have seen her in the movie Escape Room, which is a fun little horror movie where it's about a killer escape room.
1: Is that a film about an escape room going wrong?
0: No, it works entirely as intended. Um, The problem is that the people intended it to murder each other, murder people. Right. It's very good. They they made a couple of they made a couple of uh, movies very similar. Um, in terms of setup, up but Escape Room was the good one. Um, and she was the lead in that. I wonder if she turned up in the... Um, I swear they made a sequel to it. I wonder if she was in the sequel as well.
1: Well, I hadn't seen her before, and I thought she was really, really good, really compelling. Great performance, great chemistry with Timothee Chalamet. Yeah, I thought it was great, especially as yeah. the the element of being dumped by her dad and just kind of having to go through life then on her own and having to go on this journey you really believed her
0: yeah no she was absolutely fantastic in this um and also you believe her um her attempts to try and live a normal life as well which it seems as though a lot of people have given up on yeah Um, she's determined to to try and live that that normal life um, yeah and, and they say
1: when they're talking about it they say let's be them for a while and they're talking about like normal happy people and then it cuts yes. to them yeah, it's like three months five months later or whatever and that's when sully shows up so he ruins it so the message is that if you're an outsider you can't live a normal life
0: <laughs> the message is don't trust mark rylance yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the message i get from it um yeah, no, it's it's a really yeah, it's and, and the end is very powerful as well. Um, really powerful end.
1: Yeah. So what happens at the end? Well, we don't spoil it too much, but obviously, Sully, they, there's a fight. Sully gets killed, and then Timothy Charlemagne is mortally wounded, and he says, "I want you to eat me, bones and all." And that's why it's called Bones and All.
0: Yeah, because they hint towards Bones and All earlier when they meet the cannibal and the cannibal friend, the fanable the fan fan that's very good Um, they uh, yeah they they talk about it as well and it's like yeah okay this is going to come up again isn't it at some point he
1: says you've never had a bones Um, and all you You guys don't eat the bones
0: (laughs) I'm just imagining that it's sort of like um, in a cartoon like in a sort of Hanna-Barbera cartoon where they're just like shoving a giant leg bone down in one (laughs) go down their throat (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's what i'm imagining it's like um are you a fan of the director
1: luca guadagnino now i hadn't seen any of his other work and i loved this so based on this i think i should be i know he did call me by your name which i've not seen and we've had requests to watch that before so we should get around to watching yes, that but i have read the yeah. book which is very good um and i know he did the suspiria remake as well
0: which i was not too big a fan of actually
1: yeah, I had mixed things um, about that.
0: I like it sort... Well, I, I half like it as a film. There's some very powerful scenes in it. It's way too long. <laughs> it's the big problem. Um, And I really dislike it as a remake of Suspiria. Right. Um, It feels like it should have been its own thing. I don't understand why they decided to tie it into Suspiria whatsoever. Um and there's loads of really pretentious stuff like do you you remember when it was coming out where Tilda Swinton um was was gonna be just one character and then they came up with this other you know never before seen German actor in his 80s and it was really obviously Tilda Swinton wearing makeup oh yeah they just kept it up for ages that it wasn't that's no, just um, a bit silly isn't it and it was just a bit it's just a bit silly yeah um but dakota johnson is not awful in it which is okay. good um showcases that actually she maybe deserves better than the 50 shades movies which is nice yeah um, all good for her and mia goth's in it who's always great i don't know if you've seen much of mia goth in
1: yeah yeah um, she's popped up on this show before
0: she's yeah she's fantastic what what's she been in that we've watched on i
1: can't remember there's been i feel like she either she's popped up in a film in spooky month or you've just talked about her all the time (laughs) (laughs) i've
0: probably talked about her all the time i do like her as an actor um we we should talk about some of her other movies at some point we could talk about x and pearl as a double bill next year actually um which would bear two horror movies by um ty west
1: yeah. Um, she was in Emma. Very
0: good. That's right. Yes. She was in Emma and we talked about Emma. So
1: not Spooky Month.
0: Not Spooky Month. Came up outside of Spooky Month. Ah, oh, Emma was such a good film.
1: That was way better than it had any right to be.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Nowhere, no, didn't deserve to be anywhere near as brilliant as it was. Um, Yeah. I'd like to see more interesting adaptations like that.
1: Yeah. Me too. Especially as most uh, of them are boring.
0: Yeah, that one wasn't. It was good. And, you know, really perfectly cast and really excellently acted. Um, what's our man been in recently? Um,
1: hey, Shia LaBeouf.
0: Johnny Johnny Flynn. Where did Shia LaBeouf come from?
1: She's, um, she's married to Shia LaBeouf, isn't she? Who? Mia Goth.
0: Is she? Yeah. I don't know about these things. Why do you know so much about celebrity gossip?
1: I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Only when it pertains to Shia LaBeouf because he's he's funny.
0: Oh yes, they, uh, they um, they are together. They were both in *Nymphomaniac*.
1: The film I will never see as long as I live because <laughs> it is directed by Lars von Trier. <laughs>
0: I imagine it's one of the less horrible Lars von Trier movies to watch though. In comparison to some of the some of his other stuff.
1: It doesn't it probably it does have Willem Dafoe in it. He's probably not doing the whole Chaos Reigns thing. <laughs>
0: um, but yeah, um I didn't know that. I don't know anything about who's dating anybody, actually. I live in a little cave where I watch films. Um, No, the person I was talking about was Johnny Flynn. What's Johnny Flynn been in recently? Oh, I
1: don't know. He did that David Bowie thing that was awful and wasn't approved by his estate and was a massive flop. And I don't know what he's done since. yes,
0: that's right. Yeah.
1: Well, like, it's a David Bowie film where they're not allowed to use any of his songs or something. uh, Yeah, they didn't...
0: They didn't... The the estate didn't want it to happen. So they had to use, like him doing covers that Bowie did at the time or something like that
1: Stardust, this is oh. the one.
0: Oh, he's in a movie with Mark Rylance called The Outfit Oh An expert cutter must outwit a dangerous group of mobsters in order to survive a fateful night Interesting Hmm, that sounds alright And then he's also, oh he was in the CGI Scrooge movie for Netflix last year Oh no who was he in that he appears as a name he was bob cratchit oh in that luke okay. evans was scrooge in that i did not know that why did you not make it live action i want to see live action luke evans as scrooge
1: that actually sounds amazing that sounds <laughs> <It> like the <laughs> kind of thing that brilliant. i would make up
0: that'd be so good i love luke evans i would watch luke evans in anything
1: absolutely he, he would have made a good cannibal
0: he would have been he tell you what he would have been amazing as any of the villain cannibals in this movie. No
1: either as it's like Gaston <laughs> <them. laughs>
0: Either as Sully or as um as one of the other two. He would have been incredible in any of those roles. Yeah. Um it- yeah anyway um is there anything else you'd like to say about bones and all now that we've whittled on about other nonsense
1: (laughs) i think that i think i've said everything i needed needed to say no it's just and then at the end it doesn't go for the gore it just cuts to them sitting on a hillside with some sad piano and you're like man they're still outsiders it's it's a bummer it made me cry almost
0: with a very sad trent Reznor song yeah he's singing about it being like home for a moment yeah, it's a very pretty, a very pretty Trent Reznor song.
1: Actually, so that was an, a nice but also crushing ending.
0: Yes, yeah. Um, I have one piece of depressing news to share with you. What's that? Peter Bradshaw loved. This oh
1: song. no! Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, Peter Bradshaw, check in.
1: I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to delete this whole episode. <laughs>
0: He said Bones and All is an extravagant and outrageous movie, scary, nasty and startling in its warped romantic idealism. Ugh. He loved it. He gave it a 10 out of 10. I hate five out of hate five, when he's right. They do five stars, don't they, at the Guardian.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, um, we'll give it 10 right. stars a, then.
0: This is We're giving it whatever, 20 out of 20, or I don't know if it deserves 20
1: out No, 20, no, I wouldn't go I wouldn't um, go that far, but it is I, I would score it quite highly, I think. Which yeah. is funny, because that, that means all of the films we've watched so far this spooky month... So shall we rate it, unless you've got nothing else to, to say uh, about it?
0: The, the only thing I was going to say is that... What are your thoughts on Natural Born Killers? I've never seen you it. Seen, oh, we should watch that at some point.
1: Is it similar to that?
0: Well, it's a similar sort of setup about a romantic road trip for killers um but that is far more satirical and extravagant and over the top and vibrant so right. they kind of share similarities but kind of don't so i was just interested to see your thoughts and 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 thinking about the contrast but we'll watch that en- again another time um and um and we can we can maybe compare it when we finally get around to watching that um but yeah no that's the only thing i was going to i was going to i was going to say oh cool
1: yeah so how how are we going to rate this
0: how many people, bones and all, have you eaten
1: <laughs> in my time as a as a cannibal? I've eaten sixteen people, bones and all, of a possible twenty. There were four others that I that I left, that I let them live. And I,
0: I I was hungrier than you, so I've gone for eighteen out of twenty people. Wow, I've eaten bones and all. Um, I really loved this film. Um, it's horrible, twisted, depressing. Also, vaguely lovely and heartwarming at the same time, which is everything that I want in a film. And again, a shouldn't work monster.
1: with the combination of those things, but totally does.
0: Yes, yeah. So uh, yeah, no, I loved this. Really loved it.
1: Great stuff. Great choice. You've chosen some real good ones this year.
0: I have. Let's 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 end it on hopefully one that you don't think is a stinker. But if you do, it would be kind of fitting uh, after watching some good ones. Yeah. So if it's been a whole reformed. month
1: of of good ones, then we'll have to just retire.
0: well we're about to watch one of probably the worst movies of the year after halloween months over so yeah yeah, that's true
1: you'd have to start a podcast with peter bradshaw instead
0: (laughs) so our final movie is may which i'm hoping we can find on something m-a-y yes from 2002 i'll send you an imdb link may 2002
1: Um, what was i doing in may 2002 we would have been in year ten.
0: I'll send you and I'll send you an IMDb link to it. Um, but we'll end on a sort of we'll dig it, dig it out. Something less highbrow.
1: Good, yeah. I I, I definitely feel like I need some garbage. now.
0: <laughs> I mean it's not garbage, but it is definitely less. It's less artistic, I right. suppose. Is the best way to, best way to put it. Okay. But I, I, the description: I, I, A socially
1: um, awkward veterinary assistant with a lazy eye and obsession with perfection descends into depravity after developing a crush on a boy with perfect hands.
0: Exactly.
1: <laughs> that sounds like yeah, like a year ten media studies student's description of a film.
0: <laughs> it's it's. I like this movie a lot. Um, I've not watched it in ages. I think I watched it at uni. Um, a boy with perfect the, hands. <laughs> I mean, that just spoke to me as a boy with perfect hands myself. I was going to
1: say, that's, it, sounds like they, it sounds like they made this about you. Oh, Jeremy Sisto's in it.
0: Yeah, the the cast is great. You've got Angela Bettis, Jeremy Sisto, and Anna Faris, and James Duval. Nice. Um, so just a great cast of people. It's a very strange movie, so it might be a bit Marmite. Okay. Um, but I'm very intrigued to hear your thoughts on it. And also to rewatch it myself because I've not watched it in like I said in ages and I remember really liking it. So we'll we'll see what it's like.
1: Great stuff. No, that sounds like a good choice, especially going back to the past to our favorite time period, which is the early 2000s. <laughs>
0: exactly. A
1: time before the hooplers. <laughs> 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 All right. Well, thanks for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed Bones and All. If you didn't watch it, go go watch it. It's really good um you can find us on Twitter at big boys don't pod you can find us on the email find us on the email that's how it works isn't <laughs> it us you know, send us a carrier pigeon at big boys don't podcast at gmail.com and um, we'll be back next week to talk about may
0: Alrighty, bye bye
1: bye- bye bones 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 bones